Hi everyone, I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Stephen Liu Yong Ki, scientist in cell biology and immunology at Artisan Bio, who recently joined us for a webinar where he presents Artisan Bio's Star CRISPR system for optimized gene editing in cell therapy with a focus on the genetic modification of T cells for cancer immunotherapy. Let's jump right in. start off with a, a question that we got from registration. What do you think is the biggest challenge that you've seen thus far when CRISPR editing iPSCs? I think the biggest one that the team has seen here is uh, really just recovery post infection. So ensuring that the cells are healthy and viable afterwards. I think it's definitely been the biggest challenge and we can get high editing, but sometimes you don't, don't always get the best recovery. So it's kind of the, a good balancing act figuring that out. Fantastic. You know, I'm not sure um, if you have much experience with this, but is there anything that you've seen from stem cell side? Um, not something I've seen personally, but from talking with uh, some groups, uh, definitely, yeah, the knock-in efficiencies uh, can be low for sure. I think kind of Stephen touched on that a little bit. And off-target effects are still an issue that a lot of groups are looking at. Excellent. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, another good one here. What is the impact of starting with fresh versus frozen samples in terms of editing efficiency? So this is actually something we did look look at in the past, and we've tried, yeah, both fresh leukopacks that were frozen, as well as frozen leukopacks that were also refrozen, and we haven't really seen um, a big difference in efficiency using either of the starting material. Fantastic. How are you designing guides to mitigate off-target effects? So this is a question that would probably be better answered by our NGS team, but from the best way I can describe it, from my understanding, is we have kind of I believe it's a use software to determine potential off targets. And so to, to nominate guides that have uh, the lowest hazard score. And so that's how we're kind of designing our guides to reduce potential off targets. Excellent. Yeah, great answer. A question that came in from registration. So the, this person said, ensuring that the CRISPR engineered cells are perfectly devoid of any transformation associated functional phenotype or TAFP compared to wild type is oftentimes impractical in terms of you know, cost or time. But Stephen, what's your approach to ensuring a probable absence of a TAFP while keeping the process in rational bounds? So this is something we've looked at. So I guess our big focus is genome integrity post-editing. And so we look at things like karyotyping, G-banding, as well as, again, off-targets using RAMSeq and uh, also different pan-cancer panels. But I guess if time and money is an issue, then we also primarily look at different phenotype markers that are available. Fantastic. All right, another question here. Does, does use of your process require a CRISPR license? Our platform actually has, it's separate from CRISPR. So we have our own uh, licenses that are available for our Star CRISPR platform. So it's different than your typical Cas9. All right, another kind of similar question. Is it possible to buy just the Star nuclease and guides? That would be a good question for our BD team. I'm not exactly sure what the licensing, I guess, looks like right now. Fantastic. Not sure if this is information that, that you can share, but Stephen, how do you perform the knock-ins? Is it HDR-induced knock-ins, and how long is the template? Yeah, so we do use HDR-induced knock-in. We've tried different HDR templates as well. In our hands, we've seen different templates work as well. In terms of length, it really depends on what how big your insert is, but we have looked at dual and tri-cars uh, inserted, so they can 
have gotten quite large. Excellent. A question about the the DOE and systems based approach. Somebody's asked where you might go for resources in in helping to build uh, an approach like this. Is there somewhere? or maybe online resources or something that you can share where people can sort of learn more about how to do this for themselves? We've been primarily using Jump. So I think uh, Jump has a great community forum that you could maybe leverage as well. But I guess the best way is just trying it yourself. Excellent. All right. Beyond a, a knockout or knock-in transfection efficiency, what additional cell quality attributes do you think are most critical? I think definitely um, cell health. So we kind of measure cell health through viability and full expansion and making sure there's no, there's nothing kind of weird going on in terms of our expansion kinetics. So yeah, I think cell health is definitely one big, one big one for us. Excellent. All right, another good question. What's the what's the payload size possible for knock-ins? I would have to ask our Sin Bio team the exact, but the, the biggest size they've tried is. So yeah, sorry, I have to get back to you offline. Yeah, off certainly. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, as I was saying earlier, we definitely can't follow up offline for anybody where we don't have the answers right away now. Where do you see the biggest developments in the gene editing field going in the next few years? And so, Stephen, maybe we can start with you and then Ian, we can get your perspective. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing right now that we're noticing is a shift away from viral, trans viral transductions. It was really popular back a few years ago now, Kim Ryers and Yes Cardas, and a lot of people are moving to these CRISPR-based uh, editing platforms. So I think that's kind of it seems to be where the field's moving towards, and that's why we developed this um, StarCrystal platform in the first place, try to aid in that. Yeah, I think uh, I would agree with Stephen. Uh, in general, I think we're seeing also a movement of, of groups, a little bit like Stephen touched on, uh, looking at PSC-derived immune cells as well, um, and, and editing those in addition to, to primary immune cells. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.